All right. Hi, everybody. Um, this is Lynn F., a recovered compulsive overeater in Pennsylvania, and I am delighted to be on the line tonight. I just um, moved to say a quick prayer. Um, God, thank you uh, for this opportunity, and um, please open our hearts to your message. And um, thank you again for um, being here. Um, I am um, I am part of the 100-pound club. I am uh, currently in a normal body weight of about 140 pounds. And when I um, entered this program 16 years ago, I was at 265 pounds. And I uh, live abstinent and happy, joyous, and free today, one day at a time with God. Um, I have a little, I have some notes here, what happened, what it was like, and what it's like today, and uh, I'm going to start uh, a little bit from today. Today, I work, the program of recovery is outlined in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, I use the resources that OA provides to help me with things like the tools, and uh, but the steps are where I recover. Uh, what was it like? It was like health. Um, as you can imagine, um, my um, I was about um, 42 or 43 the first time I heard the message of OA, and at that point I had many diets um, up and down my, you know, I had gone to many diet pain weight programs, and um, I would have success and then I would regain the weight and success meaning lose the weight, gain the weight, lose the weight, gain the weight. Um, Yo-yo was my thing, but I never knew that I had a problem. I used to wish that I had a problem like in high school. uh, I know they talked to the girls who were bulimic. They talked to the girls who were anorexic. They got um, special treatment, but I was just shamed in being overweight. Like I didn't know. I had the same thing. And back then, I don't think other people knew that was the same thing either. Um, What happened, um, I had my son, and um, my mom got ill when he was 12 weeks old. And I really don't know how much weight I gained postpartum. Um, He was my second child. And then when um, he was about two, uh, we had three family deaths. Um, that happened very quickly within six weeks of each other, uh, folks that were very close to us, and it changed our family. But um, the youngest person was the third to go, a young man, a young member of the family. And what I realized at his funeral was that he had no more Mondays left. And what does that mean? You know, whatever project he had going on or plans with his family, you know, he um, he didn't have another Monday to restart. And that kind of became the basis for me getting into and looking to hear what that message of OA was. I had heard the meeting message. I'd heard that word before. I had been to a meeting and I had left when I heard what everybody did. Um, but uh, my that last funeral was what uh, prompted me to get into the room. When I got to the room, my first meeting, my son was two, and 
my uh, he was going to be my out, you know, like who wants to take a two-year-old to a meeting. Uh, but they wanted him. Fun fact, uh, OA back then had babysitters, and I didn't even have to pay for the babysitter, but they had a paid babysitter that came to the meeting. And uh, God bless Nancy. She sat in the church nursery and watched all the, all the kids for the moms who were home. And uh, thank God that that meeting and that woman did that service. I probably would not have gone. And this would have been a much different story tonight. Um, so I got struck abstinent through the grace of God. Uh, there was nothing in me that would have, uh, that wasn't going to do this program. I was determined. I was um, convinced. And it tells me, on page 44 in the big book on the agnostics, if you honestly want to, um, you find, and you, you find you cannot quit entirely, or if from drinking you have little control over the amount you take, you're probably alcoholic. If that be the case, you may be suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer. And that was me. Um, I thought I, I, I had a problem with my will. I thought I had a problem with um, you know, just not, you know, I was just overweight. I was just doomed to this failure. And I was able to pick up the message of what the folks said. And back then, um, there weren't many people talking about the big book in Overeaters Anonymous. And we had um, literature at the meeting that we used. But what I heard was the message of depth and weight. And what I saw in that meeting stuck with me. People were laughing. People held the door. People called me. And there were folks in that meeting that were a normal body weight. And how did they know they were normal? My flesh hung over the chair um, that I used at the meeting, and theirs didn't. So why don't I stick around and see what it is that they do? Um, so I did. Uh, my first abstinence or my first sponsor was my sponsor for a few years. She took me through the program. Uh, my first time, um, it tells me on page XVI that, um, you know, that I, that, that we learn this from each other. It says from the doctor, the broker learned the great nature of alcoholism. Though he could not accept the tenets of the Oxford group, he was convinced of the need for moral inventory, confession of personal defects, restitution to those harmed, helpfulness to others, and the necessity of belief in and dependence upon God. That first sponsor took me through the steps. I did my fifth step in a public library. I'll never forget that. And I was I was embarrassed, but I was desperate. Um, the desperation is what kept me working through the steps. That sponsor um, gave way to another sponsor. Someone came in that room. I was probably about year six. I will tell you that it took me a long time to lose the weight. I realized quickly it was not a diet program. I lost about six pounds my first month in recovery. I was furious. You know, at 265 pounds, I could walk on the block and lose five pounds. I could just not eat dinner and lose five pounds. So to have lost five pounds or six pounds in one month uh, following a nutritionist um, a food plan, I was livid. And um, what I came to understand and what I came to unpack was that my insides and my outsides had to heal. And it was, it was slow on both ends. You know, I, I 
steadily lost a few pounds a month. Um, and that took me to my first 100 pound. I, I, it's kind of foggy, uh, the years, but it was probably about two solid years that it took me to lose 100 pounds, maybe a little more. But it was enough to get a new wardrobe. Um, so then what happened? I found a, a sponsor came to my face-to-face meeting, and she had the big book under her arm. And she was a recovered alcoholic, and she was tough as nails. And um, I began working with her, and uh, we worked through my, um, I worked through the steps again through the big book. And that time, I'd lost another 20 pounds uh, doing the steps with her um, and being, you know, following every, all the guidelines. Uh, we made changes to my food plan at that time. And um, I lost, I went from like 160 to my current weight, 140, which was, again, another wardrobe. And I will just tell you, it's, it's really humbling to be in the same size season after season. Um, and that I'm grateful for. Um, that sponsor was my sponsor for many years. And um, I am grateful for her service. And today I strive to carry that message as well. Tells me in the big book on page 59, one, I have to admit I was powerless over alcohol and dash that my life had become unmanageable. Took me a really long time to see that word unmanageable. Um, And when I say a long time, you know, it took me a long time to saw out doing step work in many different successions. And I needed to pick up a few other programs along the way. Um, and I did continue to recover in Overeaters Anonymous, but I have uh, needed to work the steps in other 12-step fellowships because of what was unpacked. Um, folks often say, you know, they're often curious about relapse and whatnot. You know, I was convinced that relapse was never an option for me, and the reason being is I don't believe I will ever recover from relapse. And that was been ingrained in me somewhere along the line. Um, when I first came in, I also remember people saying that they were a grateful member of OA. And I used to scoff at that. And today I'm among those that does count myself grateful um, for that. So today, what's it like today? I'll just give you a simple, um, you know, a simple idea. Right here, it tells me in 58, our stories disclose in a general way what we used to be like. So what happened, and I told you that, and what we're like now. And today, I am happy and joyous and free. Um, somewhere along the line, I got hired um, back in my career of choice. I'd given up my career when I had my kids by choice. And Come to find out, you know, there is such thing as age discrimination, uh, trying to get back into my chosen career being a teacher. Um, well, at least that was my interpretation. Perhaps it was, perhaps it wasn't, I don't know. But I have a job now, uh, again, working as a teacher, and that is definitely a gift from God. Uh, my children are grown now. My daughter is 23 and recently married. She was um, six years old when I came into program. She only remembers me overweight from pictures. She doesn't remember my habits. Um, she does have remembrance of me 
being unmanageable in my life and my emotional inebriety. Uh, that's that's the little work in progress. Um, she and my son is 18. He was the two-year-old that I brought to the meeting. He's in his first year in college. My gifts of recovery are that I can show up for my family. I can show up for my career. I can show up with God. I do. Um, I work this program intensively, uh, not always perfectly, but I do um, believe it's my mainstay. Working 10 steps, working closely with other people that know my um, story and that know where I'm at in recovery is very important to me. Uh, I recently had a situation at work where um, I wasn't, I'm not, I wasn't behaving uh, as a good teacher should. And, um, you know, through the fellowship, I miraculously have other teachers in my recovery bands, you know, that trudge along with me, that are able to understand the nuances of my work and what I was going through. And what I'm able to do with that through 10th step, through 11th and 12th, is is take that situation and turn it around. What can I do to improve this? What can I do with God? And miracles happen. I find myself... Central reminder, five minutes left. Yeah, thank you. I uh, find myself taking breaks when needed. I find myself teaching my students mindful techniques. Um, I find myself giving my kids breaks where I would just try to plow through and uh, realizing none of that was serving any of us. These adjustments help me live in serenity with God. And that is uh, the mainstay of my life. That's my goal each and every day, to live with um, all my fellows, all the characters, all the isms of life, uh, peacefully with God. And on page 164 in the big book, here is a little thing I'm going to end you with, end with. It says, abandon yourself to God, the last paragraph, as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Get freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit. And you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Thank you all for letting me be of service this evening. And with that, I'll pass.